Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What is up? What is up? What is up? Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. How are you? What's going on? Oh my gosh, guess what? What? We're out of lockdown. Oh, you had to be scared for a second there. I was going to say, I am bloody good. We are free. We have dinners booked for this weekend. We are going out okay. and Tequila Tully tequila is coming. Tequila Tully is coming out. Yes, Melbourne, watch out. No, but as we are recording, this is officially our last day of lockdown as of Wednesday the 28th. We are back into the wild. So I am so, so happy. Well done, Melbourne. Well done, Victoria. You guys are my spirit animals and you should be so proud of yourself. And watch out, the rest of Australia, we are coming for you. Yeah, watch out, borders. It's opening up. But for today's episode, who do we have on, Sarah? We have Jordana Levin because you couldn't pronounce her name, so I had to say it. No, I can. I just was staring at you. Anyway... (laughs) Who is she? What does she do? And what is about this episode? She is a best-selling author. She is a podcaster. She has several shows. Higher Love, which we... Lover. Yep. Higher Love and The Middle. Yep. And the book Make It Happen. Make It Happen. And also she has a book coming out, which we will speak about on the podcast. It is called Higher Love and it comes out in January 2021. Basically, she is the manifestation guru. You want something, she teaches you how to manifest it. And for tell you and I, it's love for 2021. <laughs> no, not really. She's finding us husbands in 2021. No, it's basically, it is a really good podcast. It's about relationships. It's about manifesting, about higher vibes. And you know what? I, I'm always about living on a higher vibration. So she will give you a little bit of rundown of how to do that and what to do. Yeah, I really enjoyed this chat. And when we clicked off, I was like, oh my God, she is so lovely. Yeah, she has a really great energy. And I hope you guys love this episode. Before we say our little spiel at the end, Sarah, what did you learn from this podcast? Uh, faith. Just got to have faith. And surrender. Yep. Yep. Love that. You, As you would say, let that shit go. Let that shit go and give zero fucks as my friend would say. This intro is going way too long. Okay, let's go. Happy <laughs> Wednesday, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Share with all your friends. Ciao. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, ladies? Feeling free? Well, not yet. As of tomorrow, when but when this podcast comes out, we'll be 100% free and we're bloody excited. I'm so excited. But you're based in Byron, right? I am based in Byron, yeah. So I feel like we're free 100% of the time. You're in like the dream, I feel like the dream location for a lot of Melbourne's, Melbourne people right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very, very grateful. I only moved up here early 2019. So I feel grateful that I made the move quite early because it's impossible to get in now. Yeah, I could imagine. Well, your house looks amazing too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so we're super excited to have you on today. There's like a few little things we want to talk about, but firstly, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? And if you, I love this question. I, we asked this someone the other day, if you were going through, um, airport customs, what would you write on the card? Like, what would you say? For occupation. Yeah. For occupation. That's a yes. really good question. Because it is. I do, I do have a different answer depending yes. on the environment. <laughs> if I was going through customs, I'd write on the card writer. Yep. Um, if I was at a cocktail party where I wanted to impress lots of different people, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'd probably say best-selling author Love and that. Uh, podcast host. That yeah. would be that would be my impressive bio. But yeah, if I was just walking through customs, I'd say writer. Yeah, love that. So, can you just explain to us? So, what? Because I know if I looked on your Instagram, I can see like astrology. I see you're a writer. I see all this stuff. And you're a yoga teacher as well. Yeah. 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 So just give us a little rundown of what you, like your work day. Who are you? Yeah. Like who are you? What do you do? Tell us everything. My background is journalism. So I uh, was in the publishing industry for about 15 years working as a journalist and primarily in the food publishing industry, which is very random now. Um, but yeah, I spent 10 years working primarily for big companies, big publishing companies. And then I went out on my own as a freelancer. And when I was freelancing as a journalist, I had the opportunity to dip my toes into different things. And, um, I found that I was kind of leaning a little bit more towards sort of the spiritual stuff but delivering it in a way that was really practical and relatable um, because nobody was really doing it. So I sort of had the skills of a journalist and the interest in spirituality and kind of delivering it that way. So my writing kind of changed a little bit. Um, and I guess that's that's where the books came from. I wanted to create personal development books, I guess you'd call them. I hate personal development books, but <laughs> that's what you call them. Yeah. That people wanted to read and actually kept reading because most people will pick them up and not actually finish them. So I wanted to kind of write them in this really sort of conversational tone that allowed people to feel almost like they were reading a novel, mm-hmm. you know. And then I guess the yoga teaching and the um, astrology and all of that just came from this need to have of having to do a million things like I get bored very very easily <laughs> yeah. I'm a Gemini and um I just I just can't stick to one thing I like to do something well and then move on to the next thing so it kind of keeps me um yeah happy and occupied and all those things amazing now I have to actually say a bit of a thank you because last year um coming to the end of last year I was going through a breakup and I went to have a few drinks and a sleepover at a friend's house shout out to um rookie chalk but I racked her um book that she got sent make it happen which turns out to be your first book (laughs) and from that I bought my first journal and that's when I started actually really getting into manifestation and so I just wanted to say thank you because that book really helped me oh that's so nice to hear yeah that book my god like it, the DMs and the emails that I get from people saying what an impact that book has had on them is just so astounding because simply writing the book had such an impact on me. So mm. to see that flow on effect for everyone else has just been so, so wonderful. That's amazing. So for anyone that's listening and didn't know, so you obviously have a book called Make It Happen. It's about manifestation and stuff like that. Um, so why why did you write that? Like I know you just mentioned a little bit. Was there something going on in your life 
that you why you wrote that? Yeah, well, it's funny. I when I left corporate, I started running very randomly moon circles. Oh, wow. I was just like, I just need to be like amongst the people, and I, yeah. I used to, <laughs> I used to um, sort of set intentions uh-huh. every new moon and all my friends would be like is it the new moon or the full moon that we do this I'm not I can't remember so I started an email around to a group of friends oh wow and they sent it to their friends and then the list got bigger and bigger and bigger and I was like oh, I'm gonna start running in-person events so we I ran them monthly on the new moon in Bondi in Sydney Mm-hmm. And um, we got about 50 people every new moon and it was really great. And I started to kind of work this sort of manifestation equation into the nights. And that that is basically the basis of make it happen. Yeah. So once I kind of got the formula down pat, I was like, oh, I'm a writer. I guess I could put this into a book. So I pitched it to a publisher. First publisher took it. And then they gave me eight weeks to write it. <gasps> eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, they were like, we love it, but we want it out on this date. And I was like, oh, okay, because what do you say when someone says yeah. they'll publish your book? You're like, sure. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I wrote it in eight weeks. Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. So, for again, anyone else that's listening, Sarah and I are quite spiritual and know a lot of this and practice a lot of this. What exactly, you're using the word manifestation, what yeah. exactly is manifestation? Yeah, it's a really good question because I think that it has been put in this like woo-woo basket and it really doesn't need to be there at all. It's basically about taking ownership of your future. Okay, That's like the really simple term of manifestation. And the way that I look at it is from a few different angles. It's like this really beautiful um, dance between action and surrender. So not just sort of sitting back and like, thinking the good thoughts and feeling the good feels, which a lot of the manifestation texts will have us believe is all you need to do. It's basically like, well, what responsibility can you take for your life? Like what action steps are you going to take? And can you have a level of faith that what it is you want to create, you're worthy and deserving of? I love that. Yeah. I actually had a question. Tell had a question about surrendering. Yeah. So I, when we were talking about this podcast, I just had a question like, for me, I'm very A-type personality and put yeah. everything in. So for manif- like manifesting, I just have a question. Is there too much? Can you manifest too much, like try too hard? And when should you know when to surrender and realize that you're doing it, trying too hard? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because yeah. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> we, what we do is we like hold on for dear life. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to yeah. do it now. And there's a running joke with all my friends. They're like, maybe it's just time to let it happen, George. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if you, you can look at it and go, I've taken all the action steps I need to take, mm-hmm. pushing it and forcing it isn't going to make it happen any faster. Okay. Can I trust, like, do I have a deep level of faith in myself, but also in something greater than me that if it's in my highest interest, it will manifest? Ah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you just kind of like surrender and just let it happen. Let it happen, yeah. Yeah. But you still have to say, have I taken the action steps that I can? It's sort of like you do your bit and the universe will do its bit. Okay. Okay. And then another question, sorry, I'm like so into this. How do you know, and you're probably going to say it's in the book, but like how do you know what the steps are? I'm guessing it's in the book. Yeah, well, how do you know what the action steps are? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's individual for everybody. Okay. Um, the, The equation itself basically is split up into four parts. Mm -hmm. Um, 
thoughts plus feelings plus actions plus oh yeah of course yeah yeah so going through each of the steps and saying are my thoughts aligned with the intention Mm -hmm. that I have how will I feel once I have that intention so making sure you're feeling those feelings in the present moment yeah and then what simple action steps can I take to get one step closer and then do I have faith that I'm worthy and deserving of it See, okay, that's where Joe just spends or leaves us. He leaves us that you got to feel the feels, but he doesn't yeah. tell us the actions. The actions, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, really true. and it's not just Joe, you know, it's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all do that. It's like just feel into it and, you know, your dream job will appear. And it's like, mm. yes, it's definitely going to help, but you also have to realise that you're human and by taking action steps, you're taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, mm. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that really does make sense. One question Tully did ask me yesterday and I was like, oh, I don't know, ask Jordana. It was what's the difference between the law of attraction and, and manifestation? manifestation? Well, the, the law of attraction is one of 12 universal laws and in manifestation, in my equation, my manifestation yeah. equation, we use four universal laws and the law okay. of attraction is one of them. So the law of attraction is linked to the thoughts part of the equation. Positive thoughts create a positive outcome. Negative thoughts create a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. Then we've got the law of vibration, which is attached to the feelings that says everything in the universe vibrates on its own frequency Mm -hmm. and things with a similar frequency are drawn together, which is pretty cool. So it's like if you can vibrate on the frequency of the thing you want to attract, then according to the law of vibration, it's naturally attracted towards you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then the other ones are the law of action, which basically is really straightforward. It's like do the things before the tasks necessary to achieve what you're setting out to do. And the law of um, rhythms, which is about the faith piece. It's like leaning into the cycles of giving and receiving and waxing and waning. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Do you have any stories from any readers about how they've used your book? I'm sure you've got so many, but one that stands out to you and how they manifested love or their perfect job or something like that, something that like sticks out to you and you always remember. Honestly, there's so many of them. And sometimes I I hear what people have manifested. I'm like, what? Really? Yes. So many, so many engagements, like, I feel like people send me diamond rings every day. Really? Baby, lots of babies. Yeah. Um, One one that really sticks out to me was actually a girl who was coming to Lunar Nights quite regularly, the Mm -hmm. Moon Circles in Sydney, and she manifested $40,000 to pay off her student debt. And the way that she manifested it was she found this, she'd been working full-time and studying And she found some loophole in the degree she was doing where she wasn't actually meant to be paying tax or something or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, she got a $40,000 rebate from the ATO. And she was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She was like, what? That's and crazy. She just, just cleared her debt. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of people and anyone that's listening, I think a lot of people, what you were saying before, it's like very woohoo, but I'm like, no, no, it works, guys. It works. And yeah. it's good to hear that, um, you know, you have had all those amazing messages and successes of marriages and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool mm. to hear. It's interesting because I find a lot more people who are getting into it now. Like I was telling Tully, we, 
I bumped into a friend having coffee yesterday and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, we're going to go record a podcast that's on manifestation. And she's like, oh my God, I love that shit. And I was like, (laughs) I did not picture you. Yeah. I think the more, the more we talk about it and that's why we'd like to, we'd love to have you on today because like the more you talk about it and talk about to friends, they're like, oh yeah, I when you hear you hear about experiences or something that's happened, they're like, oh, wow. Um, so I've got a question about, we're going to go into higher vibes later, which is... I did, <laughs> Tally's going to ask so many questions because <laughs> she's so into this. It's I, fun. I, I love I, it. And I'm like single at the nothing. moment and especially like, so the higher vibe thing I want to talk about a little bit later, so we'll dive she's, into that. She's right into good vibes. No one mess with your vibes. <laughs> I yeah, what yeah. frequency are you on at the moment? Well, high because <laughs> negative vibes are not my vibe. Um, no, now I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Oh, now I've actually forgot. She just got me good then. I no, can't. but let, I want to get to the juicy stuff because Tal and I are both single. You have a yeah. new book coming out, the new yeah. podcast that I got Tal onto and now you're obsessed. Yeah. You write little It's notes. called Higher Love. and Higher Love, yeah. yeah. Podcast and you have Higher Love, the book coming out in January. Yeah. So... Can you just tell us a little bit about Higher Love and what the podcast is about? Yeah, well, the book, well, the book, I'll start with the book because the reason I made a podcast was because I wrote the book and um, people were like, I don't want to wait until January and I had to sit through a fucking pandemic and help me and I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of threw a podcast together. But the idea for the book came from... um, make it happen because the manifesting yeah. love chapter was like the most popular chapter of all people were mm-hmm. obsessed with it. And I was like, all right, let's keep diving into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast. Yeah. I put the podcast together because of the pandemic yeah. and I wanted to give women a podcast series that was actually educational. Like I think we listen to, um, you know, podcasts because we want to get the goss on something or, or learn something new. But this was sort of taking them through almost like a personal development workshop. Yeah. 10 episodes. Um, and it was a little taster for the book. I mean, like if I'm being completely honest, it was to drive pre-orders for the book. Because yeah. You well, you're, yeah, yeah. you're doing well because I'm definitely going to be buying the book after this. <laughs> well, you've manifested your love by then. Well, I haven't finished the series yet. Yeah, by, by episode 10. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's what I've done with the podcast is I, I found three women after watching 250 <gasps> applications. Wow. Yes, um, to basically, guinea pigs is the wrong word, it's very <laughs> insulting, but basically getting them to do the um, concepts we talk yeah. about on the podcast in their own lives so that I can use their lives as a relatability point almost so mm-hmm. that listeners can understand what I'm talking about because otherwise I think it can get a little bit lost. In the book, it's all of my personal stories, but in the podcast, I wanted to tell it through these very different women's eyes. Yeah. 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 And you do, you definitely do that. So, um, what was it? Can you just, so the Higher Love podcast, you talk yeah. about, and you've just mentioned it before, but higher vibes. Like if you're on a high vibration. Yeah. I don't know if we said this before, but can you explain? A lot of people, I think, are confused what a high vibration is. Yeah. I know I was confused and I am, I'm a yoga teacher and I know this, but I get so confused and I had to watch so many like YouTube videos and stuff. And just for someone listening, what is a higher vibe and how do you get on that higher vibration? I know you've mentioned a little bit before, but. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll, I'll break it down even yeah. further. So higher love, the concept of higher love yeah. is this idea of 
kind of reframing this idea of falling in love instead okay. of falling what if we chose to rise in love like yep. what if we took all that sort of overly dramatic language like um crazy love and madly in love and desperately in love mm-hmm. and made it like really uplifting kind of thing so I guess that in itself is the high vibrations it's that those feelings that like lift you up that yeah. make you feel high I mean bad choice of words yeah. it's used yeah. in different contexts but you know what I mean yeah um in the podcast I use the example of your personal vibration and mm-hmm. knowing when it's strengthened and when it's weakened so a strong personal vibration you could call a high vibration mm-hmm. and they're those moments where you feel so authentically aligned with yourself that you almost feel invincible you know Mm. things flow conversation comes easily to you you know your posture changes and you start to notice opportunities and doors open for you and in the context of love the idea is if we can strengthen our vibration and focus on our own authenticity and alignment then we can attract a higher love towards us yeah okay and that's what listening to the first few episodes has done for me it it, and reading your previous book it makes me so self-reflective and you're like okay when I feel loved what in those moments what does it feel like like the joy Mm. the kindness and just those feelings that elevate you and then you're like what does that feel like inside you so I really enjoy the self-reflection and getting really deep with yourself because you never really think about okay, if I I am in love, what does that love feel like? Mm. Yeah, and who do I want to be in love? Like I don't know about you guys, but I've been in relationships where I'm like, I don't like myself in this relationship. Yeah, 100%. And I'm showing up as this ice queen bitch. Like it's not who I am. Yeah. So it's sort of, uh, I think across all the work that I do, whether it's manifestation or love or the moon or yoga or whatever I'm talking about, I believe that self-awareness is your greatest superpower. And that's what I want to get across with this podcast. It's like before we even talk about dating, which we don't talk about until episode six, can you get to know yourself really, really well? Who are you? What lights you up? How do you want to feel in love? And who do you want to be in your next relationship? And instead of focusing on the other person, and trying to find this person that fits, you know, a checkpoint list mm-hmm. of what you think the ideal man is or ideal mate is, thinking how do I want to feel and making that the list of things that you write down. Yeah, this is so funny because I, what we mentioned before, yes, we're single, um, but I, and maybe it's me getting older, but I've previously always kind of gone, and we had this discussion yesterday, I've always previously gone for like, the, the list, right? So I've written down these things. Oh, you know, like he's cute, he's athletic, has a good family, all these kind of stupid things. Well, they're not stupid, but I always came from that place. And then maybe over the last, like, maybe it's COVID, I don't know, but maybe the last like four or five months, I have completely scrapped that because I don't actually, I I was saying to Sarah yesterday, because we had like, we didn't have an argument, we're having a discussion, but I was like, no, 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 for me, I want to be like, the way that they make me feel and the way that I walk away and feel when I'm around them and the way that I'm loved and all that kind of stuff is way more important now than if they're attractive or if they're this kind of stuff. So how do you, cause Sarah, what your, you have a different opinion. She thinks you have to be physically attracted. And I think attraction grows after getting to know them and the way they make you feel. <laughs> yeah. This is what well, I'm saying now. Well, listening from listening to today's episode on higher love, 
um, I maybe I'm attracted to their vibrations rather than yeah. their looks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So let me, can I chime in on this? Because I yeah, think. Yeah, 100%. That's why you're here. <laughs> we, we always need a mediator. Yeah, we do. Oh, <laughs> Good. I'll be the mediator. Okay, thank I you. I think you're both right. Um, okay. I think that physical attraction is definitely important. Okay. But I think that emotional attraction and energetic attraction mm-hmm. and intellectual attraction, yeah, for me, it's intellectual attraction every time. Like, yeah. I, I mean, physical attraction counts, but if there's no intellectual attraction, I'm fucking out of there. Yeah. I can't, I'm bored. I'm so yeah. bored. Yeah. Um, so I think that for everybody, there's different levels of each kind of center. So yeah. intellectual, emotional, um, energetic and physical, but I think that it, there is, there needs to be a percentage of at least, uh, sorry, of all of them to some degree. And I think that will change for everybody. And that's why writing this list of feelings is really important because you can come back to it and say, do I feel these things around this person? And why not? Yeah. And if I don't, am I willing to compromise not feeling that feeling for this person? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And just thinking just then, I don't think this podcast is just for singles. I think it's for anyone who is also in a relationship who wants to actually probably get to know themselves yeah. better. And if you want to strengthen your relationship, then you go to your partner and you're like, okay, this is I'm not feeling this um, way. Exactly. Or, yeah. And this is how I want to move forward in a relationship. Like, are we on the same path? Yeah, you're Absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the that was the intention with the book as well. I mean, it is a book about love and dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is aimed at single women, but every actually everyone that's read it, because not many people have read it. So everyone at the publishing company and a friend of mine who read it, they're all in relationships. And they all got value out of it. So I do think I do think it's for everybody. And I think for women especially, the self-awareness piece is missing. I think we mm. sit on a first date and we think, oh, God, I hope they like me. Yeah. Rarely factor in, do I even like them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that on, I think, like the last maybe episode two in the podcast. I did hear that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I do that all the time. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, all do. I do. But then I... I I've done this. I think you've done this as well. You go on a date and then you walk away and you're like, can I picture my life with them? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's another thing that I was talking about to say, and I've spoken about this with people before. So with manifesting and stuff like that, and then everyone's saying, oh, no, 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 you've got to live in the moment. You've got to live in the moment. Don't think too far in the future. I get confused. I'm like, okay, so manifesting works and you're thinking about what you want and all that kind of feeling and all that stuff. But then I have like yoga teachers or people, no, 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 stay in the present. Like, so yeah. I get confused. What is, how, like, you're supposed yeah. to surrender. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's like, about just... non-attachment. It's about non-attachment okay. to it. So it's like, I want this thing. Um, this is what I want to create and mm-hmm. then letting it go. Having the faith that it will all yeah. work out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say again, I'm not that kind. Of, I'm <laughs> like. hard. I know. Yeah. It's a practice. And, you know, sometimes we're really great at manifesting and sometimes we're not. One thing that does help, I think, is when mm-hmm. I make the connection for people between your level of self-worth and your ability to manifest are directly correlated. So if you look at the areas of your life where you manifest quite easily, mm-hmm. so whether it's around work or, I don't know, whatever it might be, or money, 
you'll probably find that your self-worth in that area is quite high. Yeah. And then in the areas where you struggle a little bit, like relationships or, you know, whatever, yeah. um, looking at where your self-worth is lacking a little bit and using that as a place to start to make change because that will impact your manifestations greatly. Yeah. that's. I was actually going to say that before. I find in my life I can easily manifest work, um, money, all that kind of stuff, but where I'm weak is relationships. So that kind of does make sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, relationships are so layered and complicated and what we do a little bit in the podcast, I mean, it's just kind of surface level, but what we do in the book is really dive deep into unpacking mm. why our self-worth is so low when it comes yeah. to love. Yeah, makes sense. Free therapy session. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. No, I did, I do find myself listening to the podcast and having all these connections to the girls you have on who are single and you're yeah. your, case studies I would say yes better than guinea pigs thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but there is a lot of references and even in my life like you're waiting for your Mr Big and you're waiting like we were listening to a song before and Tal's like why won't some guys just serenade me like that (laughs) (laughs) I did not say that (laughs) I did no I did I did say that I and uh, this is a question probably for both mine and Tell's sake, because we're both double can- cancerians, right? Yeah. My yeah. Lord. Yeah. So we're quite emotional, quite sensitive, quite <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> but, and especially me, I keep attracting the same type at the moment. I said to Tell, I don't know what it is and I can't shake it. They're not addicts, but they've been addicts in the past. There's always some kind of... Yeah, but I of, attract those people yeah, too. there's always some kind of nurturing component yeah. around that. And, and we end up being helpers. Well, and, you're double cancerian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. So, I mean, I'm sure you know a bit about it, but as cancerians, you are the caretakers and mm-hmm. it's all about being the mother. Like, you are, you are ruled by the archetype of the mother. And yeah. it's all about uh, looking after people and nourishing people in your home. So you attract them, but more importantly, you're attracted to them. Yes. And that's where we have to make the distinction because for so long I was like, why do I always attract narcissists? And I'm like, no, no, you're attracted to narcissists. Yeah. They're not attracted to you. You're attracted to them. And then then I was like, okay, let's unpack this because this is very unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just want someone who's stable. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's hectic. So how, with star signs and stuff, just talking about star signs, how important, like, tell us a little bit about star signs and finding love. Like, okay. We are, I will, I will tell you a little bit from what I know. Okay. um, Episode nine is dedicated to it. Okay. And is it in the book as well? It's not in the book. No, it's a podcast exclusive. Oh, wow. Um, I've got an astrologer coming on to talk us through it all. Um, Basically, look, you are naturally compatible with different signs um, mm-hmm. and not just your sun sign. So if people are listening and they're like, I'm a Virgo or I'm a Capricorn or whatever, yeah. that's usually your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a look at what your entire natal chart is is quite important. And the th- there's a few signs that we'd focus on when we're looking at love. So I think your sun sign and your moon sign and your rising are important. They sort of make up your personality. So you guys are double cancer. Is that your sun and your 
Sun and the moon. Yeah, and sun. then my rising is a Pisces. I'm Aries. So you're all water. You're just yeah. like an emotional pool of tears. Yeah. That's oh. me. <laughs> am, I, am I an emotional? Um, wait, I'm Cancer, Cancer. Aries. Aries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you fi- So is the Aries a rising or a moon? Oh, I can't remember. Aries okay. is rising. Aries is rising. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what people see. That's the side of you that they see. It's like this firecracker. You oh, know, that is you. Yeah. But on the, inside, <laughs> yeah. on the inside, she's just a little Cancerian moon. Oh my God. This is so true. Yeah. 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 So, um, but what we're looking for in love is those three make a difference because uh, it's your personality. So, yeah you'll find if your personality is compatible. Mm-hmm. But also your Venus sign, uh, which is the sign that governs love and relationships. And also your Mars, which is the sign that governs like anger and action and also sexual oh. and desires. So it's that okay. Venus and Mars kind of um, archetype. Yeah. So um, looking at all of those signs. But then you've got like your Mercury, which is how you communicate and communication is important in a relationship, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, having a full chart done and you can just do it on the internet, like just find out what your um, what you, what planets are in each sign Yeah. and then comparing them to the person that you're interested in and then figuring out what's compatible that's where it gets a bit trickier it's like looking at the element of the sign so sarah is a triple water so she would do well with someone that has water in their charts so that they understand her and she understands them but too much water and you guys would just be oh my god a mess bloody flood it would be a mess (laughs) so you need (laughs) earth you know to balance out yeah water and um, for you, Tully, I would think double water fire. You probably do well with someone who's got a little bit of fire in their chart. Okay. And then maybe some water and a bit of earth or air. You just kind of want to balance it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, quite, it's quite complicated. If there's someone you're really interested in or if anyone's listening and they're in a relationship, go and get your... Um, charts read as a couple it's very really? very yeah it's amazing I actually had it done with I host a podcast with a girlfriend of mine yeah and we got our charts read in terms of a business relationship oh wow yeah and it was so fascinating like, actually that's a good idea because we argue a lot and like there's things but like it would help not argue but like we're good I think, business partners I think but it'd be good to know so then I know where you're I think I already know hmm. your strong points or your weak points just how to I think our both of our sorry our communication ones I can't remember but I it was had me down pat it's like you fire up really quickly but then you're quick to forgive and I'm like that's me yeah that is you yeah wow yeah, that actually is you <laughs> okay that's interesting so if there's anyone listening that is like do you just do you just, how do you who would you go see for someone that's not into this kind of stuff um well look there's a lot of resources online so if you want to start super basic I think um astrostyle.com is a really good place to start they're these twins from uh California and they just break stuff down really easily Mm -hmm. um if you want to have your natal chart read I see an astrologer called Jules Ferrari and she's fantastic she does Skype readings okay um or in person if you're in sydney but if you google jules ferrari astrologer her details will come up oh amazing yeah for both tell and i and the people listening at home 
to going back to vibrations, mm. if you are listening and you're yeah. like, well, how do I increase my vibrations? I want to be at a higher vibration. How can I do that? Yeah. Well, I think that there's a few different ways. It's about um, aligning your thoughts with things that you want to bring into your life that feel most true to you. So, mm -hmm. you know, I spoke before about your personal vibration and figuring out what strengthens it and what weakens it. And so in, in you know, day-to-day -day life, saying to yourself, do I feel strong and aligned or do I feel weak and, weakened and compromised? And then asking what contributed to that, mm. you know, and it could be as simple as like asking yourself what brings you joy, you know, like Marie Kondo does. It's like, yeah. does this thing bring me joy or not? And if it's not bringing me joy, is it pulling me closer towards joy or further away from it? Because if it's further away, why am I spending so much time on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And also like being realistic about it. Like I know there's certain things that people have to do that don't bring them joy. But yeah. just day to day, it's like if you're in a job that you hate and you're miserable 80% of your life, what makes you think that anything good's going to come in? You know, there's no yeah. high vibrations up there to manifest with. So yeah. it's like can you change the job or are you just going to continue to be stuck in that? You have to find a silver lining, exactly what we did with Melbourne lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Literally. I'm going to ask you guys a question. What happened to your dating lives during COVID? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> where do you want me to start? I no, I mean, story yeah, I mean, <laughs> COVID's been so interesting. I feel like, so at the start of COVID, you've been very active. Yeah, because I like, Maybe I was bored. I don't know. But no, I just, at the start of COVID, so the start of the first lockdown, yeah. I was kind of like, ugh, I don't know. I just thought, oh, nothing to do. I'll just download a dating app. So I downloaded, because to be completely honest, obviously we're in lockdown. You're not really meeting anyone anyway. Yeah. Um, and so I downloaded a dating app. I met a guy on there. Um, and also you weren't really allowed to do anything, but we like caught up a couple of times and like had wine or whatever. And it was fine. But like, like that was that story. That's fine. I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm just like, like that's fine. Um, and then I had still been on the dating apps. Like I met a few people and then I met someone recently through a friend. And and this is what we wanted to talk about because it's kind of dives into a question. So I met a guy through a friend and on a physical attraction, not really, and also not really attracted to him, but also not someone that I would usually go for. Mm. But I, like I said to you before, I, over the last four months, I'm like, no, 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 I need to, you know, make, put myself out there and open myself up and kind of just go for people that maybe I'm not, you know, usually going for. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'll go. Anyway, went on a date with him. It was great. Went on a few dates with him and I got along with him really well. I didn't know if I had a connection with him as such, but I could see something growing. Okay. We got along quite well. And then the way that he kind of treated me or the way I felt around him, that attracted, like I was so attracted to that. Like, so I said that to Sarah, I'm like, I'm attracted to the way he makes me feel, like his actions and um, all those kind of things. And then towards the end, like whatever, he kind of had no signs of like, like he did all the right things, like contacted me. Like I was probably not contacting him. You have previously been the one always to message yeah. guys. So that's the thing. I'm always the one. I'm quite forward. Like if I like someone, I let them know because I'm also like, oh, if I don't let them know, like what, like 
I just, I'm forward. I let them know. Yeah. So I'm always initiating everything usually in past relationships. But with this one, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to slow down and I'm just going to take a step back and not do what I used to do. So he was initiating everything and I didn't really get any sign. I'm quite intuitive. I didn't, oh, and like I can read people's energies and stuff like that. And I couldn't really, there was nothing that I didn't, I just thought, I don't know. There was nothing that I thought was going like wrong. wrong. And then all of a sudden he just sends me a message out of the blue and he's like, look, I think you're an amazing girl, but I just don't have a connection with you. I don't have that fire. And I'm like, I don't Sorry, want to say too what? much. I know. I don't want to say too much, but I didn't, you know what? Like I didn't, but there was no, like, like I said, I'm very good with energy. I'm very good with meeting people. Like if I know that there's something not there, I can, I can feel it and I can tell, and I did not have that. So my, we wanted to talk about like connections and stuff like that. Like, do you, my, is it something that you, I personally think connections you build over time, you get, need to get to know the person hang around with them more and see if a connection does build. But then other people are like, no, 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 it's a spark and you get it straight away in the fire. But I don't believe in that, but he did and he didn't get that. So I was like, I was like, I felt a bit used to be completely honest. I I did. like for therapy. I did. (laughs) But I just want to get your take on like (laughs) connections and stuff like that. Like, do you think it is like a initial firework thing or do you think it builds over time? I think that I am going to disappoint you with my answer. I don't have a definitive answer. And I think that relationships start differently for everybody and each relationship starts differently. I've been in relationships that were from the beginning intense and amazing and fizzled out. And I've been in relationships that were a slow burn and ended up being something really beautiful. So I don't think you can say either way. And I think this is where we get stuck in traps because exactly. we have these stories that play out in our head. Yes, yeah, sometimes they're friends that are saying, yeah, there should be fireworks from the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes it's Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey in a rom-com that are telling us that, you know. Yeah. So it's like we have so much that we feel we need to live up to when yeah. we're looking for love that sometimes we miss it when it's right there. And I've had the same instance with a guy where I wasn't really into him in the beginning and then I sort of like really got into it and I'm quite intuitive too and yeah. I was feeling things and then he was like, I just, I don't know if I'm feeling it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Of course you are. We both yeah. are, you know. Yeah. And it's, he, he was just like, I feel like I should be feeling more by now. And, and that's valid for him too, you know, yeah. maybe he should be. So I think that there's no definitive answer and mm-hmm. I think we need to take uh, things you know relationship by relationship but again it's comes back to you if he doesn't feel anything well that's fine yeah exactly but when you're in a relationship you have to say am I feeling the feelings that I want to be feeling in a relationship mm-hmm. and are my values which we spoke about in the uh, first couple of episodes of the podcast yeah. are my values aligned with his you know and or am I having to compromise my values for him yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But the, the, you know, love at first sight, do I believe yeah. it? No, I don't. I've yeah. definitely loved very deeply people who on first impression I was like. Yeah. Um, but love on first vibe, I think you can definitely pick up a vibe with someone. Yeah, I agree with that actually, I think. But because I what you were saying before, like I'm the same, and I think you were saying it before, I've um, dated people where initially I'm like, 
oh my God, like I'm so attracted and so intense and so attracted to you. Like, and then it's, they, it just ends up fizzling. It doesn't work out. And all my relationship or dating, like those kind of stories have ended up being disasters or psychos. (laughs) In that kind of relationship, it's goes back to that idea of like physical attraction, emotional, intellectual, energetic. And it's like, you're probably connecting both of you on your physical centers yeah and then everything else is a little bit off so eventually the physical center gets really exhausted because it's yeah. like I can't just exist on this energy yeah that's true yeah this is a do you know what you want in a relationship yeah I do because I I was writing it down like the values and like in the like last two episodes of your podcast yeah. I was writing down like values and but I no, do but now pre that pre that little hiccup with old mate yeah I did yeah yeah so when he walked, when he was like, nah, not into it, what, how did that make you feel? Like, did you start to question your own worth? or were you Okay, like, yeah, I did actually. I did, but like for like a, half a day. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, this happens to me all the time. What is the matter with me? I did, okay. not going to lie, I did do that. And then I also, like I said before, I felt a little bit used. Um, and then it made me a little bit upset, but I was like, no, 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 like a couple of, I'll be fine after this. And then I was like, no, 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 it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't the right time. Wasn't the right person. Um, and also dating and COVID, you feel so many emotions that you would not yeah, never usually feel it. because you feel lonely and it's like weird. Yeah. So like, I have to remit, like I've kind of put that in my head as well. Um, but no, absolutely. And also, of course you can feel all of the emotions. Yeah. Pain, heartbreak, disappointment, you know, all of that's totally valid. Um, and I, I would never say to people, oh, you know, if your vibration's high, you'll never be sad again. Yeah. But it's just recognising how long you stay in it and saying, okay, well, what 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 lesson can I take from this? Like what is the lesson here? And yeah. sort of moving into it and going, okay, well, it wasn't that he wasn't aligned with my values. It wasn't that I wasn't prioritizing my feelings it was just because he wasn't interested and that's fine yeah yeah Yeah. interesting tell and I well I'm off the apps now because I just I can't stand them but and I'm just bored (laughs) (laughs) but we were saying this morning I was like oh I'm off it so I was like I'm on it but then you match with someone and you you're in a different one to hinge yeah I was on bumble and you're like you invite them to talk and then they don't yeah they don't say anything so you're like what the fuck do I do (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. And and um, it's episode six or seven, I think, where we really start diving into apps. But this person doesn't know you, right? Yeah. So it's a picture. We can't picture. take, take offence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about Hinge, but with Bumble, they only have 24 hours to see it. And yeah. they're not on there all the time. I know I wasn't. I used to miss messages all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I'd have guys finding me, on social media and being like, oi, yeah. I don't even know how they found me, but they did. Yeah. Oi, you know, I messaged you through the app and I was like, oh, I didn't get it. Like, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. like, or extend your match or, you know, whatever you got to do to show yeah. you. But we just can't, we just can't take it personally. But I get it. You like work up the courage, you're like coming up with a witty one-liner to like <laughs> and then you get nothing back. Yeah. yeah. But were you guys on the apps before COVID or did you go on them because of COVID? Um, a couple of years ago when we were both single, we used to have Friday night swipes. Oh, yeah, we did with another friend. He, um, <laughs> yeah, earlier, yeah, Friday night swipes. So he would be on Grindr or Tinder what, or whatever yeah. and we would just like swipe. Um, no, I 
I wasn't. I got on it in March. Same. I got April. it in lockdown too. And then I got rid of it. I got rid of it like after a month and then I recently just downloaded it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. I'm the same. I'm living in, um, we said before, in Byron Bay. Yeah. And it's a small town at the end of the day. I mean, I know it seems big because everyone's always here, but it's not. Yeah. And you get the same 12 guys on there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. The yeah. Literally. And then you see someone new and you get, like, really excited. And you're like, I'm just here on holidays. And you're like, yeah. of course you are. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I do think that if you want to date, like, if you want to actively date, then apps are the way agree. to get yourself on a date ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. I can say to myself, guys, this Friday night I want to be out on a date and I could hop on the apps today and line up a date for Friday. Yeah. You know? um, so I think if people are scared of the apps, they've heard horror stories about the apps, it's it's safe. It will, there's certain apps. I mean, Hinge is safe and Bumble. I think they're two great options. Yeah. Um, you decide how much you want to engage with someone. You can chat to them. I always recommend chatting to people on the apps before you meet them. Like, oh, definitely 100%. have a conversation with them. And I always try and encourage a phone conversation before I meet them in the flesh mm-hmm. as well, just because communication is so important to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure they can talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, meet, you know, meet in a busy place. It's funny with COVID, like, we haven't been in lockdown, but you have to make bookings everywhere. Like, you can't oh. just turn up somewhere on a whim so if you go on a date for a drink and it's going well you actually have to have a dinner venue booked just in oh. case as well which is really weird I, well in melbourne if you want to go on a date you have to go for a walk that's yeah. literally you go it's for a walk like the like yeah it's so annoying like yeah i'm sure there's some people that are like that's my bubble buddy but i'm not being anyone's bubble buddy that i'm just oh yeah so in melbourne like during covid will lock down he made this new rule that you could have a single bubble buddy so like you could choose one other person to come to your house as a single bubble partner Mm. but it couldn't the partner couldn't change so if you were dating you couldn't just choose someone to be your single bubble partner no, but you could have intimate relations with people. Oh, yeah. So it was a rule. So, it, oh, yeah, they did too. Oh, my God. It's all just ridiculous. Oh, but it usually, was so messed up. It's like, so you have crazy. I've explained this to someone in 10 years. They'd just be oh. like, what yeah like I never want to hear 2020 ever again um but yeah no so yeah if you do you want to have to go for a walk but now that the rules are like restaurants are opening I think it'll be a lot easier for all the single girls yeah you just have to book somewhere yeah Jordana I just had a question you're single yeah you've written this book on manifesting love yes do you know straight away when you're on a date with a dude that you're like oh no that's not my vibe it's a really good question. I um, was dating a guy last year who was one, like absolutely wonderful and the only reason we broke up was because he got offered a job in New York. So this was before COVID hit. And um, we we only dated for three months before he left. But on the first date, I was like, I really enjoyed the first date. We had fun. But in the first 10 minutes of it, I was like, how Oh, Really? Yeah, I'm like, how am I going to sit through this day? Like, I, I wasn't attracted to him when he walked in. Yeah. Um, he did he did look like his photos, but he was just different in the flesh. Like, we met on an app. Yeah. And um, he came to my house. I mean, the whole thing was weird to start with. But, no, in the first 10 minutes I was like, no fucking 
way. Oh. And then by the end of the date, I was like, I kind of like this guy. And friends were asking me about him. And I was like, oh, he's okay. You know, like he's all right, but it won't go anywhere. Yeah. And it did. It went really deep. So, no, I don't think you always know. And I think we all have walls up and we all have, you know, stories that we tell ourselves. Like I said, we all bring baggage from past relationships. Yeah. And all of that stuff was playing on my mind in that on that first date and it did cloud what worked out to be a really beautiful relationship oh that's promising so there's this is a 10-part series your book comes out in January so if I read that really quick hopefully I find love by February (laughs) by Valentine's Day yeah yeah by Valentine's Day we'll have to we'll have to come back to you about that oh my gosh so exciting yeah I think so I reckon you can for sure look I think the thing is Listen to the podcast, get super clear on your own shit. Yeah. Um, Have some fun with dating. We do a few dating experiments that you can do. And then um, really, like, it's all about the faith piece again. Like, the thing I'm working on at the moment is patience. Like, I've just got to be patient. Mm. It was not the plan to release a book about love and a podcast and be single. That was not what was meant to happen. (laughs) But I honestly, like, I... Well, I dated, so I was dating that guy. He left New York. I dated a lot while I was writing the book because yep. stories. Yeah, of course. And then um, a few guys were a bit put out by the fact that I was writing a book about dating while I was dating. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so I stopped dating until the book was written. And then I came out of the book writing process after the deadline and it was COVID. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I started dating again and I just haven't found someone I liked. And yeah. it's as simple as that. It's me sitting across the table, you know, like, I mean, not to sound up myself, but they liked me, but I just yeah. didn't feel a connection. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm actually not going to waste my time on this because I'm looking for my life partner now. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. And yeah. you're not it, buddy. So, And we're not settling. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. okay. And that's what I really want to change with this book and this podcast as well. It's it's okay to be single and it's okay to not want to be as well. I think yeah. women are like, oh, I've got to be Miss Independent. Like, I don't mind being single. Being single is fun. It's like, it is, but it's okay to not want to be. That doesn't make yeah. you weak. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. okay to want to be in a relationship. That's true. I'm going to yeah. replay that bit that it's okay to be single to my family over and over yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, my mom. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, I've got a couple more questions before you do your little food wrap up. Oh, yeah. Sarah's got this little game which she loves to play at the end of a oh, podcast. I'm actually going to I'm going to enjoy this game because knowing you're a food, you were a food writer now. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just this is again talking from um, well probably your past dating experience as well. I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but I'm just going to say I just thought it was written down. So Sarah and I always get oh, your yeah. wife material, and one of my friends the other day said that. I think you're too nice to someone when you're dating them and I think you get friend-zoned. I'm like, well, doesn't a guy want a nice girl? That's just who I am. And then I said to him, I'm like, I'm not changing who I am for a guy. I've done that before in the past and it was awful. But we always get friend-zoned or wife material. How do we go into our next dating experience? Like is there something that we're doing on I a different vibrate? Like what? We're too nice. But well, I'm first of change all, who I am. No, absolutely not. Yeah. My advice is to stop listening to your friends. Okay. If you're a nice person and you're going to make a great wife one day, good on you. Like that is not something to change about yourself. You yeah. know, like if you feel authentic and your 
with a guy who thinks you've been too nice. I mean, that's not yeah, that's what I yeah. want to be with. Okay. I think, look, I think family think they're at the experts on yes, our 100%. relationship status. No, stop listening to them. Yeah. Friends will give you advice based on their own experiences and True. that's not your life. Yeah. And all you have to do is come back to yourself and say, mm-hmm. you know, am I feeling lit up by this? Where is my personal vibration sitting? Yeah. Am I closer or further away from joy? You know. Yeah. Because I think when you do hear that, it does put you out of your high vibration because then you start thinking about like. And if you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're not going to be able to sustain that. No. Yeah, exactly. And that was what I was trying to explain. And I just wanted to know if there was maybe something that we were doing or going. Not, I don't know crazy but anyway let's go to your food question <laughs> are you sure any more questions because you're nah. right into this no nah, right i'm now. good i'm good i just hope some certain people don't listen you have to tell jordana you do your affirmations oh, in yeah, the I morning so i do ever since this will go back to like your first book uh ever since the second lockdown in melbourne the first lockdown for me was horrible i was just very negative not on a, like just not very good. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, so the second lockdown in July, I went into it and I was like, okay, I need to work on myself. So I've done since July, I've done 15 minutes of like morning affirmations and really like got into like, made sure I'm like on like a higher vibration, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm excited to finish your, like your podcast as well. And then read your yeah. book and kind of finish the whole and I also, won't finish it it'll always be there but I've been really really yeah. working on it take it out in the wild you know I yeah think we, do, we do all this personal development and self-help work and then we're like yeah we're good yeah and then you it's meet true. someone and you're like oh shit like I actually got to see if this works now yeah so yeah. it's like that's the beauty of the silver lining of lockdown I think it's like a lot of people Agreed. did find a bit of self-awareness they got curious about certain things and now you get to go and test one it you know yeah as of tomorrow <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so Sarah this is your little segment yeah I love this because I love food that's one of my um things that brings me joy you could say sharing it sharing a meal a good meal with, made with love with friends and family my life's complete and so Tal and I play this game when we travel like your final meal and for some reason it always changes so now we're playing it with you. What okay. is, what's your final meal? Entree, main, dessert? And, and cocktail. Do you drink? Uh, yeah. yeah. I drink. Okay. Um, and cocktail. Final day on earth? Yes, exactly. It's so morbid. I like know. I said to tell, we shouldn't say that. No, it's just like your final, like your dream final meal. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, entree. Maybe some sort of like... Maybe some sort of like ceviche or like oh, more fish kind of dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of more Mexican than yeah, yum. Japanese. Yeah. Um, and then for my main, probably some sort of lamb, I would say. I'm a bit of Delicious. a lamb gal. Some sort of, yeah, meat. Low roast kind yeah, of. Yeah, yum. Low roast kind of thing. Comforting. Um, and for dessert, ooh. Oh, that's a hard one. Maybe like a, a like a lemon tart or something. Oh, yum. Like a lemon curd tart. That'd yeah. That would be nice. Yum. Cocktail. Ooh. Um, a Negroni, I think. Oh, oh good really? one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, actually, that's actually a good, that's a good last day. <laughs> I would eat that. <laughs> I would eat that definitely. 
Well, I think that's about it. Yes. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. Episodes of the podcast, do so they drop every Tuesday? They drop every Tuesday okay. where, I don't know when this is going live, but we just dropped episode three, so probably four will be out. This episode will go up in two weeks, so I think you'll probably be up to like maybe episode six. Six, yep, well, whenever you're tuning in, if you yep. haven't listened to it, you have to listen from the beginning. Start. There are only short episodes, but they, it is a series, so you've got to listen yep. in order. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. And then your new book comes out in January, but you have pre-orders now, which is yep. amazing. After this, I'm going to jump on pre-order. And you also have your other book, Make It Happen. And That's right. Your other podcast that I actually listen to oh, on yeah. Australia is that with too. Oh, yeah. And then and you do one with Holly. Yeah, so Luna Lover is the podcast I do. It drops on a new moon and a full moon um, and it just describes the energy for people who are not astrologers and just really want to understand what's going on. And then the middle that I host with uh, my friend Holly. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. All right. I hopefully I'm sliding into your DMs with like a rock on my finger. I know. <laughs> and a baby, a baby daddy yeah. and a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, watch out. February. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thanks February. for having me. Yeah, Isn't thank you so much? much. No worries. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.